Hi, and welcome to Kids Yoga Matters with me, Maria Jones. In this podcast, we talk about all the reasons why kids yoga matters. So let's begin. Hi, everyone, and welcome. This is episode number six with founder of special yoga, Jyoti Jo Emmanuel. We speak about yoga with special children and about navigating our way around this pandemic and, of course, special yoga. Perfect. I think uh, that's us live and it's working very, very well. Uh, some of you may not know who you are. I, don't, I will find this very surprising. Can you please, just in case, can you please tell us a little bit about special yoga and yourself, more importantly, yourself? Sure. Thank you. Um, thank you, Maria. So my name is Jyoti Jomanuel and I'm the founder of Special Yoga. I've been practicing yoga myself personally since 1974. And uh, I found it to be a pathway for my own healing, for my own personal childhood trauma, which was fairly substantive, I have to say. But it was very much the pathway for me. So, But I came from a kind of sensory and spiritual perspective as opposed to being drawn by the physical asana practice. So it kind of took me on my own journey uh, over many years. And without realizing it, there was a path open to me to be a service for children, but particularly children with special and additional needs. And the journey just literally, it, it presented itself to me. So it was the journey that I took and I went on and I continue to go on. And then in, I think, 2003, I founded Special Yoga. And we had for about 15, 18 years, a center in London, which we don't have anymore, which I'm very relieved by, I have to say. But our mandate has always been, I mean, always been to find ways to be of service to as many children as possible, because I know how powerful yoga is when it's really dealt with therapeutically, when we really listen and we really give the children what they need and we support the family dynamic alongside that, that it's really one of the most powerful and healing practices. So our mission is just to get out there and reach loads and loads and loads of kids. I've privileged up until COVID hit to travel around the world. And I'm the, the amazing thing about being online, because we're now online with all our courses, is that actually we're, we're getting people from all over the world coming in who's saying, I really wanted to study with you and couldn't. So, you know, they, there you go. There's the, there's the uh, blessing, one of the blessings anyway, that's arisen from the current. Yeah, because when yeah. I got to London, it wasn't just London that I had to get to, to do the, the flagship course for the week that you have, the 50 hour one. I, it was hotel expenses, uh, traveling to the center. It adds up quite quickly, actually. Yeah. Having to make an investment just on the course feels a lot nicer, in my opinion. When I first came to know you, what I had heard about you before was that what you do is really in the gods and universe hands that really we are just there to serve others and it is written all over. And I want you to go a little bit more about that because I find that it can be in the roots of the yoga that we teach, being of service and believing in the power of yoga. And I saw it in the 50 hour when I did it. Let me just say, first of all, yoga is, is less about a practice than it is about a way of being. And the practice takes you to the ability to create a way of being where you feel more connected to something that's frankly greater than us. And, you know, so I think that one of the primary pieces for me about 
sharing yoga with kids or even sharing on training courses is really to invite and support people on the journey to to drop the walls around their hearts and around kind of their emotional resistances to develop a kind of greater awareness and a greater connection with your inner self, which you could call your soul, you could call your spirit, you could call your heart. But at the end of the day, when we can connect with a child from that place, we are all one. And we see these kids as different and damaged and disabled. And actually, they're the same as us. You know, they all have the same, you know, fundamental needs that we have, the same needs to be to feel safe, to feel loved, to feel listened to, to feel cared for, to feel respected, et cetera, et cetera. And these children are actually no different. And when we can really meet them from the place where I'm the same as you, I have a different body, I have a different mind, but at the end of the day, I'm the same as you, then you kind of are in that in a flow and a, and a connection that, that goes beyond it. So then when we start to work, you work from the inside out as opposed to the outside in. And yes, it's not like we're not acknowledging that a child may have a locked body or may be presenting with challenging behaviours or whatever else. But at the end of the day, that's not, I think, what creates the the, the magic. Let's put it that way. I that's think- why you work synergetically with the families because you can see that the family actually needs the yoga probably more than the child in the sense so that they can have the capacity to care for that child. What is the most important aspect of teaching yoga to special children? For me, because I'm such a vata and such a energetic, uh, out there is the word I'm looking for, crazy person, I need to feel centered before I go in because I cannot go in with all my energy and my hyperactivity in a way to meet a child in that place because it's just going to make things worse. So for me, it's about being centered. So every time I work with uh, especially ADHD children, I need to just meditate before I walk in. So what do you think is the most important aspect, maybe more than one, of working with special children? Well, I think it's to recognize that our state matters. <laughs> when I first started uh, practicing and teaching yoga, science hadn't caught up with it. So you, I was kind of regarded as a bit of an alien in a lot of places. But when you see the work in action, you know, that kind of slightly dropped away. But now science has proven that the energetic vibration of your heart is infinitely larger than the than the uh, energetic vibration from your brain. So if that's in fact reality, and science says it's reality, then the state of where you sit here is going to have the impact that's going to actually create transformation, you know, greater you than any... Have you managed to work with special children online the, during this very challenging times? Have you managed to work with... Because I, yeah, we have. I do understand that our presence in the room is kind of easily translated to something. Have you been able to work with special children online? I think this is an interesting time because we're all having to learn how to do things differently. So what I've done on one side is I've helped parents, guide parents to working with their own children. And I just sit, you know, in in the same energy field that I would be sitting with if I was in a room with them. So they're getting that vibration anyway. And with the children who are like autistic ADHD, it has been more challenging because they fiddle with the computer. They like technology, all of that stuff. So we've had to find ways to counteract and work around the current circumstances. And I think it's also about not thinking that you have to do things the way you you used to have to do them. You have to be more creative. You have to find different pathways. And in a way, it's just taking you into a deeper journey, to be honest. 
working from a place of ability, like we'll say for the special adults or even the special children, always find the things that work and then build on what works from there. There's a key key to everybody. (laughs) And our job as a practitioner is to find the key. What tip would you like to give to kids yoga teachers that are interested in working with special children, uh, challenging behaviors or whatever else the school or the doctor has called them? (laughs) Well, I would suggest that there are a few different tips I would suggest. One is, is that, you know, you need to really witness where you are. So if you have lots of expectations about what you want to achieve in your kids yoga session, you're probably on a hiding to nothing. That's number one. And number two is, is is that the children haven't set up the night before and tried to figure out how they're going to bug you as the yoga teacher in the class. Their behavior is just a form of communication that says, I'm not, I don't feel okay. I don't feel safe. I'm not connected. I'm out of regulation. I'm out of balance. And so the behavior then gets, if you see behavior from that perspective, as opposed to something bad or not deliberately disruptive, then you can meet them from a different place. And then what you need to do is is find a way to include them, to work with them, as opposed to reprimand them and think that they're bad. These kids are on a hiding to nothing in the education system half the time anyway, because they're like round pegs in square holes. And there isn't a, an understanding that, you know, they're not choosing to behave badly. They're, and our attitude around them will make that better or worse. If we can meet them and find out what is it that you really need. So you watch how they move. You watch what kind of sounds they make. You you kind of listen beyond language. And if you think about the fact that 80% of communication is nonverbal anyway, these kids are telling you huge amounts with every movement they make, every breath they make, every sound they make, every behavior that, they, that they're uh, uh, offering, if you want to call it that, they're teaching you. And our job is to listen. So I would suggest that for kids yoga teachers that we, we need to really have a, a very strong self-reflection on where are we in this picture? And where are you? And what are you, you know, are you trying to get these kids to do 25 postures and lie still for 20 minutes? Fantastic. Lovely. Phenomenal. Realistic? Probably not. So let's get real here and let's actually meet these kids and try and meet their needs and not try and make them something that you want them to be because that's going to serve you. Because actually you're not there to serve you. You're there to serve the child. I remember one time when I was working with that child that now Kim is working with anyway. I went in and all he wanted was to be massaged in his hands and his feet. And that was actually fine. We spent 45 minutes doing just that. Perfect. He didn't start running around. He felt grounded. He felt happy. He felt relaxed. Mm-hmm. And and I had no expectations. I'd actually walked in. I'm like, what are we going to do today? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> see, see, see how he feels. And then we turn up and all he wants is his feet massaged and to breathe. And I was like, yeah, I'm cool with that. <laughs> it's yoga. And I think there's so much of a perception that you have to achieve asana to do yoga. And at the end of the day, asanas are fantastic. I'm not going to downplay asanas. I love practicing asanas. But at the end of the day, my life's not going to change if I can get my leg behind my head. But my life will change if I can learn how to regulate my emotion, my emotional state, learn to sit with the discomfort that rises as part of my humanity, as part of everybody's humanity. That's going to be the most transformational thing for me. And that's also the state of yoga. I had learned so much in those 50 hours that at the moment, the only reason I didn't take the 200 hour, the level two that you have on offer for those that graduated from the flagship course uh, was actually financial. But anyway, (laughs) the time will be there 
And uh, we'll look forward to you joining us. <laughs> I know it's like um, what's for you won't pass you by. Is that what they say? Something like that. So that's exactly. There's also a right time for everything. Yeah, exactly. Bonus question, as I wrote here: physical connection and one thing missing in our lives right now. How important do you think is connection in our lives? Uh, I actually, to be honest with you, really think that we're not in a COVID pandemic. We're in an anxiety and mental health pandemic. Part of that is because we've been socially isolated. And connection with another human being is really important. Touch is really important. So we're being deprived. uh, And just the fact that you are wearing masks, you have to distance away from people. There's all these uh, rules. But the other side of it is, you know, we can either take ourselves down a big black hole because it isn't there, or we try and work out how can we create a different way of connecting with people. And technology has its limitations, obviously, but it doesn't stop us from being connected to ourselves. And it doesn't stop us then sharing connection with another in quite beautiful ways, actually. And we're finding that we're reaching out to a whole global community right now that would never have happened if we were in one room together. It's just dancing with acceptance of what is, because if we go into a fear state, we come against love, we, and then we really can't be useful to anybody, least of all ourselves, actually. I think there's a real invitation right now to, to use this time to connect more deeply with ourselves so that when we are able to, to be more connected in person, it will be more powerful. And also just online, we can connect with people online too, you know? Yeah, I agree completely with that. Uh, just yeah. uh, get people to give themselves hugs. There are ways that we can, you know, support people on the journey of, of lack of touch and lack of connection. I mean, it's not the same. I'm not saying it's the same. But we have to find ways to manage it because otherwise we're just going to land on a big black hole. <laughs> I don't want to be in a big black hole, really. <laughs> I see it with my son right now. He's back at school, of course, but he's 13 years old. So, of course, he's in secondary school and they have to social distance. And he would normally push me away if I was to give him hugs and kisses because that's not cool. Uh, but these days he comes and snuggles up because that's what he needs right now the the touch and the connection and I totally agree with you and I see it in the kids because when you do kids yoga classes they prefer to talk to each other through zoom you're almost facilitating (laughs) a different connection with them than what you do with when you are in present so what is cooking in your special yoga kitchen right now I know that you are on thinky thick everywhere all those courses look amazing on the platform but what else is cooking other than taking all your beautiful courses online well in in addition to taking our courses online we've also increased our offering we're starting our first special yoga for down syndrome module and what we're also preparing at the moment are short courses that you you'll be able to purchase for reducing anxiety which i think is important uh, and stress we're doing one on how to support your children to sleep better which I think is also important. And we're also the one following that will be about practices that support your immunity, your immune system, which I equally think are very important at the moment. And then we have a whole array of another 20 or 30 to come along behind that as well. Anything from how to work with dyslexia and how to work with multisensory impairment to, you know, just how to function, how to self-care in better ways. 
And that's what the world's calling for right now, just to to find ways of being more connected and more heart opened and to be of high vibration because there's so there's so much darkness right now. And I think any of anybody that's a light worker on any level is really being invited right now not to go into those holes, but to raise your vibration. And you can only raise that by sitting and practicing more deeply and connecting more deeply with yourself and becoming more human and, and more accepting of the mess, the human mess that we all are. And just learning how to live in that place with more ease and grace, I suppose. You know. I've really had to go back to the special yoga manual about the chapter on expectations because it was so applicable to what I was expecting myself to achieve in this pandemic and what was happening and uh, start a gratitude journal in particular in order to be able to feel calm because if I was to look at the dark side, which is there right now and pretty obvious, it, as you said, it was going to take me right the black hole and I didn't want it to be that. So reading in the special yoga manual about the expectations, which applies in our lives as well, and the gratitude aspect of it and the loving kindness, which comes very, very much not just for the other children and the people we serve, but also for ourselves. That's the hardest part. I mean, there's lots of really beautiful resources out there that, you know, can help support us on this journey. But I think it's, I think that's what we're being asked to do right now, you know, is to really drop more deeply into those places. I never thought I would use my special yoga training in that way, to be honest. But, you know, they've even done research in the States that, you know, when you change the state of you as a teacher, it changes the children without you changing anything of what you're doing just by your state. And I think we tend to be people that want to give and give and give and, you know, do this and do that and do the other. And most of us are running on an empty tank, you know. So if we fill our tank up and it's filled with better, more powerful and more resonant, high vibrational uh, energy, then that's what you're you're putting out. And it doesn't mean that we have to go into love and light. And it doesn't mean we don't feel sad. And it doesn't mean we don't experience emotions. Of course we do, because that's part of being human. But it's also about learning how to sit with that stuff. You know? Yeah, I agree with you and not feel angry about anything around us because they are, you know, full of suffering. Of course. So if you go, you go out today, there is a collective energy that's very anxious, that's very scared, that's very fearful. And we know that. We don't know what the future holds. And some people have really suffered and struggled through the, through, through this time. For some people, it's been easy, found more enlightenment, whatever, but other people have had a really, really tough time. There's suicides increased, domestic abuse has increased, child uh, molestations increased. So we know that there's a whole lot of dark, really dark things going on. And, you know, we can't necessarily change that, but we can change our state and just hopefully that our vibration if there's enough of us that increase our vibration that the world will then start to it might have to get worse before it gets better but it will start to change for the better yeah that's the only thing we can control anyway our emotional and you know ourselves that's it (laughs) so i am so glad you came on board i cannot see any questions i will refresh the page and see my notifications. Maria, is, I'm also working quite closely with um, some doctors in the States who have an organization called Breath, Body, Mind, uh, Dr. Brown and Dr. Gerberg. And we've put together a short uh, uh, pre-recorded class that would be that you could do in the classroom that will change your state very fast from stress and anxiety and trauma to regulation. And we've done it because we felt that the teachers and the kids in schools right now are at quite high levels of anxiety and that, you know, something really easy, accessible 
would really make a difference. We're also creating school, schools programs for the specialist schools as well, special needs schools. Uh, it is very important to find a way to reach people that need yoga whether that is through online means and we can't get to the school ourselves or whether it is through other means. But yeah, I feel that as always, you're a hundred percent right. And I wish I could give you one of those very long hugs you get uh, when you do your special yoga training. <laughs> I can feel it coming through. It's been such a pleasure to have you on board this uh, little live. Other than uh, what you just added, is there anything you would, anything else you would like to add? Because I cannot see any questions from uh, the Facebook Live at the moment. No, other than if people want to listen to it later and want to ask any questions, we are available. You can go on our, onto our Thinkific site, which is www.specialyoga.thinkific.com, or you can email us through our website, which is info at specialyoga.org.uk. And uh, we're here to help and we're here to support and we're here to try and make the world a better place. Yeah, it's all about the service. So please get in touch with Giorti as she indicated with the details. And uh, yeah, uh, thank you everybody for tuning in.